This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Atamari, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Wednesday the 2nd of March and it's just after 6 o'clock. Thank you, Karen, for the news. What a family. Stephen Adams just doing Stephen Adams things, making throwing the basketball just like his great sister used to throw the shot ball. We're going to react to that. The great, uh, no, the sad news, I must say. It's not great news, but, hey, she's... Uh, She's moving on in her life. She's got a young little family. She's done great things in the athlete athletics world, particularly in the shot put. Valerie Adams, four-time Olympic medalist, two golds, a silver, bronze, four world championships, a handful of gold medals at the Commonwealth Games. She will no doubt go down as one of our greatest athletes of all time. She's uh, very, very uh, involved with her sister, Lisa Adams, who uh, snared gold at Paralympics. And it's something she's really, really passionate about is helping her sister achieve uh, her goals in her shot-putting career. So, uh, yeah, that's the news this morning. Valerie Adams has retired from international competition in athletics and shot-put, and, well, we're going to reflect on her amazing career. We've got Suzanne McFadden coming on the show just to share uh, some of her stories and reflect on Val's success over the years. And not only then, we'll be reflecting all morning because what an athlete. Got some great clips and great memories of Valerie Adams. Congratulations on an amazing career, Val. Uh, after that, we're going to talk some rugby. Crusaders will welcome some new faces uh, as when they face Moana Pacifica this Friday as one of the new faces I'm expecting. They haven't announced their team, but I'm assuming they're going to start some, uh, some debutantes for the Crusaders this weekend. And one of them... I'm expecting is halfback Te Toiro Tahuri Rorangi, who has travelled south to play to play his trade. He's been at the Chiefs by plenty. Uh, made the All Blacks a few years ago. Kind of fell off the pecking order a wee bit, but he's made the trip south. He played under 19s under Scotty Robinson, Razor Ray. So Razor Ray knows uh, the talent that is Tahuri Orangi, and uh, we're going to have we chat to him this morning. I'm pretty sure I'm going to hear his name starting at nine and potentially a couple of other debutantes as well. So looking forward to chin to Tetoiro uh, this morning at about 7.40. And then at about 8 o'clock, we've got our Razine Cricket catch-up. And as Karen said in the news, the White Ferns, whoo, they are on fire. They are starting to get everyone's attention. 
as we head to Friday when they taste, take on West Indies and the World Cup opener for the White Ferns. Yesterday, they smashed, they smashed Australia. Ricardo sent the scorecard to the, to the WhatsApp group and I just nearly spat out my dinner. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing on the, on the photo and had a went uh, went back and had a wee look and Sophie Devine, 161 off 117 balls. The same old Melly Kerr, 92 off 75 balls. So the big stars, the big names, they are stepping up. They are stepping up. We're going to have a chat to Bob Carter uh, this morning just after 8 o'clock for our Razine Cricket Catch-Up. I'm looking forward to chatting to Bob. He's an absolute champion. Good chat from Bob. And no doubt he'll be happy, but he knows the big picture. The bigger picture is the World Cup. And, well, when it comes to winning a World Cup, it ain't easy. These are just warm-up games. Yes, we take a lot of confidence from them. We take what we need out of it. But the reality is you can't afford to drop one or even two come to the World Cup time because it is pretty much knockout. Um, so we'll have a chat to, to Bob Carter just after 8 o'clock, looking forward to that. And then following that, later on the show, we're going to talk a bit of football ferns. They've just announced uh, a Trans-Tasman window where they're going to play Australian Matildas twice, uh, early April, as they head uh, to next year, the, the co-hosting of um, the, the Women's World Cup. And uh, we're going to chat to former uh, football ferns coach and Australian Matildas coach, Tom Samani. He'll come on the show and we'll just have a wee chat about what he's seen from the She Believes Cup and where do they need to work on um, getting towards that co-hosting of the World Cup. So looking forward. It's a jam-packed show. We've got some great guests coming on. But like always, we want you and we need you to have your little bit of input. Um, we appreciate your messages on the text line. So double eight double three. if you've got anything or give us a call on the Kennard Thai phone line 0800 150 811. Baz is away. Baz has made his trip with his family. He's going to spend a bit of time with Liz's family over in Australia. Fair enough, me old mate. He's going away for a couple of months. So he's heading off today, and then he's heading on to the IPL. So myself, I'll hold the fort down. But without further ado, I'm going to welcome in Ricardo. Ricardo Ball, the champion up there in Auckland. He's still locked up at home, but he's on the line. Morning, brother. Yeah, morning is. Morning is. Uh, good news. Good news. Uh, an, another negative rat yesterday. Uh, and I've only got two days <laughs> left. Two days left. Oh, so much. That's crazy, eh? Like, we kept talking about it yesterday, but it's crazy how you can... The super spreader, you know, that that's so easily spread that you're in the same household and, and you just can't get it. You can't, yeah. you, you know, you haven't caught it. I didn't catch it and I was right next to my wife the whole time and... Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Mate, it is. I was, I was surprised. I even uh, rat tested my daughter yesterday. Negative. Oh. <laughs> so, so, fingers crossed hey, we can stay there for two days. Where did you get I went to, uh, well, work, because I'm an, an essential, we're essential mm. workers as broadcasters. They uh, mm. they gave me a, like a, a code, and I had to go to a testing centre and give them the code and show them all the documents and then they gave me a bunch to take home because I was supposed to do one a day before I could come into work but then when it was close contact mm. I'm like oh you can't come in anyway so I just had them sitting there that's crazy eh it's crazy I, I want to get me a couple get me a handful just because I travel uh, you know all the time so when I'm coming home um, you know just do a wee test I don't uh, I don't want to give it to the kids eh just don't nah. want to be that guy to give it to my kids and 
uh, you know, potentially it might affect them quite quite badly. So I don't want to do that. But um, it's crazy now. Like we went through phases where, you know, you might, you, you, you never really knew anyone that had COVID, you know, like COVID was just always out in the public, always in the media, always been spoken about, but you never knew anyone. Mm. Now you go on Facebook, every second swipe, you're like, oh, positive. Oh yeah, oh he's he's positive. Oh she's positive now, you know. So you just it's slowly just filtering through all all of New Zealand and all of our friends, and you can see the government making changes because the reality is it's here, it's here now. It's, yeah, uh, it ain't I, going away anytime soon. But I saw everywhere. a story, saw a story saying there's a thousand people that work for Countdown that can't go to work because they're positive. Oh, so oh. Countdown's <laughs> looking a bit. The shelves are looking a bit bare. You know why? Mm. No, it's crazy. It's crazy times. It's crazy times because... Oh, sorry, who was that, your kids? Oh, hey, fellas. I was just listening in. If I can... Shifford, how are you? I was yeah, just going to say, that's why you've got me reading the news this morning is uh, Emma is, uh, I think, a household contact of somebody that's got COVID. It is. It's, it's just rife in the community at the moment. So, oh. yeah, as you say, um, Izzy, every other person, yeah, is either, you know, yeah. testing positive or, or is a contact of somebody. And it's it's a bit nuts. I didn't realise, yeah, you're at the end of your run then, Ricardo, are you, Nelly? Just about two yeah. days left. Hang in there. Mm. Hang in, mate. Yeah, hang in. Yeah, I'll catch you at half past six, eh? He's a, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Kaz. Um, oh, yeah, it's crazy. Well, hopefully Emma's not, not doing too bad, but um, great to have you on the show, Kaz. I was going to say, I was going to say, uh, like, it's, yeah, it's everywhere, and, and like, I, I feel for the employers. Like, you spoke about Countdown. Mm. I've got a guy that's, uh, you know, a lot of guys that I know, they've got their own companies and places like that. And, and just now, even if you get a little sniffle or you get some sort of headache or, or anything, a lot of these um, employees have to take time off work to go get tests, go get all the, all their health checks and do everything like that. And then the employers are the ones being affected because the guy that's helping me with my house here, he's a, he's a dig driver, he's got like five people away, sick because they potentially might have COVID. So the long-term impacts, hey, it's, it's huge. It is, mate. It is. There's lots of juggling needs to be done. And, you know, it continues to impact on sport as well because I mm. really feel uh, sorry for our professional uh, our, our professional women uh, rugby players because uh, I was reading mm. too that uh, Super Alpeki, you know, they've they've had to condense it to two and a half weeks. They've had to do it in a bubble in Taupo. Now it looks like a mm. bunch of them have got it too. So I don't know if that's going to go ahead on time. Yeah, it's, yeah, I've heard of, heard of a couple of cases. I won't name names, but there's some someone down here. But um, yeah, it's it's crazy times. It's crazy, crazy times. But good news for the sporting world, Ricardo. Good news. A potential rumor: the Hurricanes. Nearly three thousand members have been invited to enter a ballot, where eight hundred will be chosen to attend Saturday's match v the Highlanders at Sky Stadium in pods of one hundred with sponsors, etc. There'll be about 1,200 at the stadium. So potentially we might see a crowd on Saturday at Sky Stadium in Wellington, which will be good to see because I was at the games last week in Dunedin. And you probably don't notice it on TV, but, man, when you're in the stairs, you, just, you can hear everything, everything, all the body contacts, all the chit-chat from Aaron Smith mainly. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, but uh, hopefully we can see some crowds coming back into our stadiums. Yeah, well, hopefully I was uh, I was doing the uh, Chiefs Mana Super Rugby show with uh, Ian Jones Camo last night, and he was saying, you know, that was the thing. He was watching the Six Nations, 
and going, mm. man, look at, you know, they're, they're playing in front of 60,000 there. I wish we could have that here because, you know, he, he, he was saying that Artie Savia try against the Blues last weekend. He said, can you imagine that in front of a packed house? What that, oh. what the electricity would have been like. <laughs> it would have been magic. Imagine Unless you're a Blues a fan. Packed out. Yeah, imagine that, a packed out Eden Park, you know, packed out Eden Park, this is our year, this is our year, Ken, this is our year, and then just Adi Savia doing that, <laughs> oh, that would have been good, that would have been, I would have loved, I would have paid big money to see that, but um, yeah, yeah, hopefully this week we can see some crowds at, at Sky Stadium, mate, but um, yeah, how'd you get on yesterday, so you just cruised at home with the family? Yeah, just uh, yeah, just cruised at home with the family. Did a had to do a do a bit of work stuff, uh, and uh, mm. you know, kind of do, do help help my daughter with a bit of homeschooling because she's got she mm. she's home. So, mate, honestly, uh, she's going good. She's going good, but sometimes she's she's got the short she's got the short wicks. Every now and then you hear oh and a bang, and you're like, what? Yeah. She's like the stupid computer, and she's like bashing the <laughs> laptop, but. Um, <laughs> But no, so, yeah, so that was me, mate. I was trying to stop my laptop from getting destroyed and teaching her some maths. Uh, it was, it was, was a large part of it, bro. <laughs> that was a large part of my oh. day yesterday. Oh, good stuff, mate. Good stuff. I, um, I went out and had a wee, had a wee hit yesterday, actually, mate. I had a wee oh, hit and I've, go, I had my go? best. Yeah. Mate, honestly, went really, really well. Really well. I shot two over. So I was 74. I played at Pegasus yesterday and... Uh, yeah, it was solid golf. I'm actually playing in a comp um, in a couple of weeks, and uh, so it's it's quite good to find some form. I was um, putter was 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 reasonably okay. I missed a couple of easy birdie putts, but um, I'm happy. Two over, I'll take two over any day, and uh, good to get out on the golf course. Pegasus, great golf course. Mate, now I know you're shooting seventy four. <laughs> Now I know why Baz is talking about your golf etiquette because he can't keep up with your golf. Is that, is that, is that, am I on the money here? Yeah, that's his only way in, mate. That's his only way in. And I, I actually rang him last night and I said, Baz shot 74 and man, my etiquette was on point. And he was laughing away. I said, mate, I was, I was first to get the flag. Is that all I do? I just don't get the flag. Mate, it's speed golf. We're trying to play ready golf and you want to go get the flag? Come on, mate. Speed it up, you old dinosaur. <laughs> that is quality, mate. That is quality. Yeah. Oh, are you, did you, did you, are you going to catch up with him today or is he is already flown out? No, nah, nah, he's, fly, he's flying to Australia this morning. So he's off with wow. the fam. They're going over to see Lissa's family and uh, they're over in Lismore, which is in Queensland. So they're quite affected by the floods. Um, so, he's going to need a yeah, boat and they on yeah, they boat. And he hasn't seen, or they haven't seen Liss's family for two years, two and a half years with the COVID situation. So um, he's going over to spend some time. And then obviously we lose Baz to IPL for a couple of months. Um, so, But we'll, we'll keep up to date. We'll try and get him on the line. Uh, we'll wake him up at all hours of the morning to get him on the show and, and have a wee chat. So uh, he's off on his wee journey, but we'll hold it down. We've got you till the end of the week, bud, and looking forward to having a Good end of the week. And then we've got Tony Kemp and Louis Herman Watt coming back into the fold. Louis's been away for two weeks. Oh, he'll be up and about him. Well, you won't be able to get a word in when Louis gets in because he'll be oh, just mate. stomping at the bits. The hyphen, <laughs> the hyphen is back. And, and and not only that, but I saw there was some chat between uh, on our on our on our WhatsApp group between you and Kempy yesterday. He's not he's not shy on giving you a bit of stick, is he? So I'm I'm looking forward oh, to hearing that Kempe. on here. Yeah, I said, bring that chat, mate. Bring some, bring some actual chat to the to the fold, Kempi. Yeah, he was getting into me. I said, 
we're having a meeting, and I said, oh, I got a haircut at that time. And he says, I said, 2 o'clock, got a haircut. And he goes, oh, 2.05 then. <laughs> Just having a wee, wee dick. I said, nah. 3.30. And he goes, what are you doing? Getting a perm. And I said, no, pride. <laughs> <laughs> just having a wee devil. Oh, he's a funny man. So Kempe, he'll just say what it is. And uh, he's uh, he's pretty clued up as well. So looking forward to having a couple of weeks with um, with those two. Good to have Louis back. But, mate, we've had a good time. And we've got a good show ahead of us. We're going to talk all sports and particularly Dame Valerie Adams because what a career and what an athlete. And... Uh, you know, all, all things must come to an end sometime, and and so we're going to reflect on that in the next couple of minutes, just reflecting on Dame Valerie Adams. Coming up as well, we're going to talk about Hastings meeting. We've got a text coming in from Dom. Morning is get up, diagnosis, and get up, love letter. There you go, today at Hastings, little little multi. I've done a wee multi. I've done a wee multi. I've gone against you. Love letter. We had Kevin, write, he wrote and texted in yesterday. He said... Uh, elite in race two, so that is paying five bucks, and I've multied it into Aspen, Colorado, race seven. I've followed Bears, I've taken his word, and I've multied it in. Twenty bucks, six hundred and fifty dollars. There you go. There you go. Getting paid, and is he? Getting paid. Getting, getting paid. Twenty bucks, give me six fifty. But um, no, lots going on. Lots, lots going on. We're going to come back and just chat about the great. Dame Valerie Adams. You're listening to Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Bears and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. <laughs> Ooh, my family will be right up and about. They love a bit of heavy metal rock this time oh, of the morning. So Makisha and Mahana, they'll be pumping. Yeah, mate, they'll be up and about. They're real Good work, Joe. Heavy, heavy heads. They love a bit of Slayer. Oh, what else? Metallica. Oh, what yeah. else? Oh, but all that, all that. They used to even. They I used to even listen to Corn. You remember Corn, Ricardo? You'd you'd know a bit of Corn, mate. No Corn, mate. You know my band. We we opened for Corn at Victor Arena back about. Ooh, Did ya? Quite a few years ago, whenever that was. Yeah, yeah, maybe twenty twelve somewhere around there. Yes. How good. How, How good. good. Uh, I've, uh, I I grew up listening to it all, and uh, that's why I hate it. Because I can't <laughs> say that. So, don't, so don't play that ever again, uh, Joe. <laughs> no, no, no. Well done, mate. Well done. Anyway, just quickly before we get on to some Dane Valerie Adams, I want to say a huge shout out to our main man, Paul Cole. Paul Cole is number one squash player in the world. We've had him on our show uh, many a times. Hopefully we can get him on later in the week. But well done. He's number one ranked uh, squash player in the world. The great West Coastian, Paul Cole. Champion. Anyway, we'll talk about Valerie Adams, mate. Um, what an athlete. What a champion. Just uh, more off the field. I loved her demeanor off the field. So charismatic, easily approachable. Just the way she uh, influenced uh, the Pacific Island people. Um, just really carried herself with, with uh, high regards everywhere she went. And she was regarded, you know, everywhere she went. So uh, for you, mate, what, what would her greatest achievement be in her wow 
illustrious career, really. Well, I, all, all I, for I, you. Well, I mean, you look at what she did. 15 gold medals across the Olympics, World Champs, Indoor Champs, Com Games, Continental mm. Cups. You know, just it just rains gold when you talk uh, Dame Valerie Adams. But probably the, the one moment that I remember most was when she won the gold at Beijing um, mm. in 2008 because that was the first time a New Zealand athlete had won a gold in track and field at the Olympics since 1976 mm. when John Walker did it in the 1500 mm. metres. You know, so that was a massive moment for us as a country and, and as sports fans, yeah. you know. For me, you know, the Olympics, forget golf, forget tennis, forget all the other stuff they've added mm. on to make money. You know, the Olympics is really about that track and field stuff. That's the purity of it. Mm. So for me, that was the, that was the, I was like, oh, you know, that was the highlight, highlight for me. And then, you know, I really felt for her when she lost to the drug cheat from uh, from Belarus. Uh, what was her name? <laughs> Astopchuk. Um, and you know, so you could you Astop saw her there get yeah Chaka. get the silver, and then a year later have to go back without the crowds. You know, so she missed that whole hearing the anthem with the crowds and getting her gold because somebody was a cheat. Um, and so you know, I kind of really felt for her at that moment. So those are probably the two ones that stand out. Yeah, I agree. What about mate. you? Is? Those, those are my two. Yeah, those are my two moments, mate, for sure. Just um, like you said, John Walker, nineteen seventy-six, Montreal. Uh, it's been a long time coming, and, and when you think of Olympics, well, you think of that big stadium, the big stadium with the four hundred meter track around the outside. You, you know, you're watching the hundred meter, and then you slowly just see someone throwing a javelin to the left of the camera. You know, that's where it all happens. And and when you think of Olympics at Athens, back in Greece, where it all started. You, you you think of a big coliseum, a big arena. So you're right, mate. That that's that's where it is for me. So for for me, it'll be yeah, 2008 at, at Beijing, and then you spoke about it when she, uh, you know, up against it, and, and even even the bronze. You know, like there was she come back from from getting uh, having her first child. Um, you know, and we've got to take a lot of appreciation for mothers out there, what their bodies go through to to give us our greatest joy in life as and kids. For her to go through that. Get back, train hard, dedicate time, be away from family, her, her, her young family, and to go over and, yeah, she didn't achieve, achieve the heights that we were hoping for, for her, but for her, a gold medal, uh, her bronze medal was a gold medal to her, so mm -hmm. you, can't, you, can't, you can't miss that one as well. No, you can't, you can't. I mean, and she, you know, has um, just been as you mentioned earlier, such a, an inspiration for not just the Pacifica community, but for all New Zealanders, you know. Uh, I think yeah. it's been uh, magnificent to watch her journey and, and to, I guess you kind of feel, because you're always cheering her on at these big tournaments, you kind of feel part of her mm. journey in a way, even though she doesn't know you're there, you know, you kind of feel invested <laughs> with her, if you know what I mean, you know. And I just, yeah. you know, think, you, it's, you know, as much as you got to talk about her and the great things you got to do, you got to, you know, sort of think about people like Kirsten Hallier as well. You know, her her, her former coach who started her on this yeah. journey. I mean, she was a silver medalist at the Com Games as a javelin thrower herself. Um, you know, and the fact that the time and the effort that she put in with with Val Adams to get her to that level to be able to be a gold medal winning athlete, um, I, I think was it can't be understated either. Yeah, mate. There's a lot of people behind you know behind a, a team. There's you know behind an athlete. There's a team. And Dame will no doubt be thanking them over over the next couple of days. But the question is, I hate comparing. We hate comparing athletes, mm. uh, apples to oranges, because they're all totally different. But we've had some successful ones over the years. So the question is, where does Dame sit amongst all-time 
Olympic athletes or just athletes in general in New Zealand. She'd have to be up there. You've got Sophie Pascoe, you've got Lisa Carrington, who is the golden girl as of late. So she is at the forefront of everyone's minds now. But what, with what Dame Valerie Adams has been able to achieve, she'd have to be right up there. Yeah, she'd have to be. I mean, for me, just in terms of sheer uh, volume of gold medals, Lisa Carrington is our greatest Olympian. But then, yeah. you know, you, you kind of think Peter Snell has to be in that conversation. John Walker mm. probably has to be in that conversation. And, uh, you know, I yeah. think Val Adams as well. I think, you know, and you mentioned Sophie Pascoe. I, I mean, that would be my top five right there. Mm. Yeah, Matt, totally, totally agree, mate. Awesome, awesome chat. Well done to Dame Valerie Adams. A great career. We're going to reflect on it even more throughout the morning when we come back. But right now, we're going to get over to Karen with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Here we go. Thank you, Karen, for the news. Appreciate that little update. Now it's time for our Love Racing.nz update. Love Racing.nz, your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Here we go. We've got a set time of the morning. We love a wee giveaway. And you remember, every single Wednesday going forward, we've got a, a wee slot. A wee slot for uh, the slot race for the harness racing coming up in, in April. April 14th, to be precise, at Cambridge Raceway is your chance to be a part of the team and come and be a part of our team. Join us. Are we share? So what does that mean? Flick us a text on 8833 with the words, the race, your name, where you are in the country for the chance to win a 0.5% share of Self Assured. If Self Assured wins the race at Cambridge Raceway on April 14th, one lucky winner will walk away with 0.5% of the winnings, which is, if self Shield wins, it's about two grand, 2,000 big ones. So there you go. Get online. Flick us a text, double eight, double three. The words of the race, your name, and where you are in the country. And, well, end of the day, we'll pick that winner. We'll pick that winner from, uh, from entering our wee competition. So get on there. Text us. Text away. I've got a wee little update anyway. Uh, this weekend, Derby weekend, the Vodafone Derby weekend. We know, we know. Well, Vinnie Colgan, Vinnie Colgan is riding uh, the favourite, La Creek. La Creek destroyed the perfect pink last outing, and well, pretty much just made the perfect pink, uh, perfect pink, pink quit the race and go target the Oaks. Um, but yes, Vinnie Colgan is riding La Creek. He has run. He's won the race six times. And uh, La Creek is a filly, and she'll carry only 54.5 kgs in the derby instead of 56.5 kg that the Colts and Gowdings will lump. So she's got a 2 kg weight advantage, which is great, great news. Uh, Vinnie Colgan is going to have a quiet day. He's going to have a quiet day. Usually he's riding in, I don't know, four, five, six races on the day um, leading into the derby race, but this time he's going to only have a couple, maybe like one or two rides. Uh, that day to give him the best chance uh, leading into the big derby. Um, La Creek, $2.20, I think, my last odds I checked on the tote. So La Creek is favourite. Uh, Tutakaka is about 8 bucks. Uh, there's a couple other ones as well that are in there, but let's just say it's a one-horse race with La Creek uh, in the derby this weekend. And like I said, I've got my multi. My multi is going elite today at race two. And Hastings into Aspen, Colorado, six fifty Aspen, Colorado, five dollars 
Elite. That is a two-leg multi returning $32.50. So 20 bucks, $650. There you go. And Kevin's come in. I have to say, sorry, Mahia. Oh, Mahia, Mahia. Sorry, sorry, Kev. Mahia came fourth last night at uh, Bendigo. I tipped it out. Um, Trent Bussard and, uh, and Natalie Young's nice horse there, Mahia, uh, came fourth. Apologies, but hey, that's racing. I lead you in. I don't make the horse win. I'll just give you a wee <laughs> option to get a wee tip. <laughs> uh, but you, Mahia you, came fourth. Unlucky. How worried are you about Bloom? Ridden by um, Michael McNabb, trained by Stephen Marsh in race two today. Um, look, I'm I'm a little bit worried, but I've given that horse two chances. That's why I haven't gone Bloom. I've backed it his last two two starts, and yep. I tipped it out two weeks ago, and Bloom um, just bloomed out, so it didn't really uh, fire any shots. And so I've just kind of gone with Kev because Kev he tipped. Um, Kevin's a good listener on the show, and he's. A big supporter, he texted an elite. So I've gone with um, Kevin's knowledge on the horse game, and I've gone for elite in race two. So, Kev, cheers for that wee tip. But, hey, we've got some great race um, entries coming through on the text line, so keep those coming through. The race, where you are in the country, and uh, your name, and you can be a part of that self-assured giveaway. Yeah, good. That was my Love Racing update. Visit loveracing.nz. For all your thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, and more. There you go, Ricardo. How was that, mate? Mate, Louis, mate, that eh? Was, Louis, was, who needs Louis? Need Louis? <laughs> who needs him? <laughs> <clears throat> I wonder how he's going on the punt, mate. He's been pretty quiet, and he's been with his partner, so punting might have been in the back, in the back burner, mate. He won't be able to punt when he's away with Shin. <laughs> I, I did see. Oh, I did see him post a picture in the chat of uh, look like a beautiful green uh, park, and then some sea, and then a cold uh, amber mm. ale in his hand. So I don't know how how focused on his punting he is. He's, he he might be taking a bit mm. of a break from that, mate. But I've just if you seen follow him on Instagram. Oh he's, yeah, he's up. He's, have you seen the house he's at? No, mate. He's on top of this. He's on top of Mount Everest, overlooking. I think he's out by Mutton though, which is uh, down here he in Crosshurst. So he's he in must some have had a sort few of. Wins, hell though, on the spot. What you saying? <laughs> a few wins. He's had a few wins, is. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah. I was just going to say to you the that uh, uh, put up breaking news from a news point of view. Yep. Looks like uh, the old Rosers uh, got serious in Wellington, uh, like unprecedented numbers. Apparently, they're pulling down tents and announcing that Parliament grounds are closed. So I reckon uh, that protest might be all but done. Hey. Mm. <laughs> wow, that's breaking news, mate. About time. Yeah, time get your kids home. Apparently, it's just really stinky in there. Not not great. Got a couple of Wellingtonians that I work with, family up there, and wow, it's a struggle just to do the easiest of things. And I've heard stories that kids, even kids walking to school, are getting harassed. Yeah, giving, exactly. Getting harassed. Right. Well, it's, so anyway. it's less of a protest and more of a public nuisance now, isn't it? Yeah. It's time to move on. But right now, Zade's called up. He knows what time it is. It's time for Quizzy Dag. Your chance to take on Daggy Master, the quiz master. You can win a $50 bonus bet with the TAB. Call now, 0800-150-811 and take on the quiz master. Come on. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Oh, this might be an absolute disaster. 
Yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150 811. <laughs> yes, it's that time where I want to give you $50. $50. Kevy's coming through with the gold. I'll get to that shortly. Oh, he loves a wee tip. Yes, Mahi will win a good race. But it didn't win, Kev. Didn't win. Doesn't win, it ain't in. <sighs> but anyway, we've got a few tips that you've shared on the text machine, and I'll get those out very shortly. But right now, it's time to go to Quizzy Dag, and wow, absolute doozy for you today. Good luck. Good luck. Hope you've been listening to the news and wow, what's been happening as of late, because it's pretty up-to-date. Quiz, I must say, Kez. No history in there. Just all up to date this one. Here we go. Gonna get a mark. Marky Mark. Morena Mark. Morning, boys. How are you, Mark? You all good, bro? Not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Nice. We'll rip into it, mate. Good luck. Here we go. Question number one. Who did Paul Cole overtake to become the men's squash PSA world number one? Uh... Uh, Farrah. Uh, I can't remember his first name. Oh. Oh, uh, actually, mm. um, Leave not, both for the five. Mo Farrah's the runner. No, uh, someone Farrah. Two, um, one. Nah, Sorry, quiz, brother. Man. Close. Tough Very quiz. close. You got, you got to phone a friend. You got to phone a friend as well. Remember that. Cheers, Marky. Have a good day, bud. Going to go to Brett and Huntley. What in up, Brett? Morena, Kazi. Yeah, my bro. Hope you're having a good morning so far. Here we go. Question number one. Oh, we on Who did Paul Cole? You going, you're watching, you've been listening to Paul Cole and our squash champion. Who did, Paul, who did Paul Cole overtake to become the men's squash PSA world number one? Ali Farag. Yes, Ali Farag. Well done. You got to phone a friend too, brother. Question number two. Yeah. How many runs did Sophie Devine smash in the White Ferns' high-scoring chase down of Australia? 161 off 170. Ooh. <laughs> That's the detail, bro. Well done. Here we go. Question number three. The Green Bay Packers will play their first regular season game outside the U.S. next season oh. at which EPL club stadium? Oh, I don't know. Oh, Miami, my Miami Dolphins usually play over in London against the, the Jags, but we're not going. I'll give you a clue. Um, I'll give you a clue. Baz, Baz McCullum, that's your clue. Oh, what Koretaki team does he support? Surely uh, Ricardo, you know. No, I don't know what team Baz supports. It must be rubbish. Uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> oh, just... That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> You have been listening. <laughs> no, it's just Tottenham no team. That's... <laughs> well, that's that's the team. That's where they're flying next year, man. Well done, well I'm done. Sorry, Here we go. Dave, Question number four. <laughs> I know, I know, bro. Honestly, that would have got my. That would have made my multi. Oh yeah, I don't even want to say how much it would have been worth anyway. But oh, I was gutted. He he hit that from us. I'm insane. Same park as you, mate. Here we go. Question number four of four. Who was Dame Valerie Adams' first coach at the international competition? Oh. 
Ricardo said it before. Yeah, yeah, I know. I missed that one. Nah, I missed that one. I, I can't have another clue. Oh. I just had that what Tottenham one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry, brother. <laughs> Thanks, hey, Brett. Brother. Have a good day, bro. Awesome, awesome. We're going to go to Damon and Palmy. Morning, Damon. Good morning. How are you? Oh, very well. Very well, Damon. Question number four. Who was Dame Valerie Adams' first coach at international competition? Uh, was it Kirsten Hellyu? Yes. Well done, Kirsten Hellyu. Well done. Here we go. Hopefully you are listening to Karen's, to Karen's news update. Question number five to win that $50. Who caught the full court alley-oop? Made by Stephen Adams yesterday in the NBA. Can I phone a friend? Five. Four. Okay. <laughs> yeah, have you got right, a clue for this, Ricardo? I did. A, honestly, writing clues this morning was tough, but I've got this one. It, it might be a little bit cryptic, but think Rastafari and Breaker Morant. Is it Jar Morant or something like that? <laughs> oh, well done. That is good. Well done, Damon. Surely, you surely much, you've got something for us today. What are you going to put this $50 to good use? What are you going to lead into? Do I put it on uh, Baz's tip for the big one today? That's good money. Yeah, Aspen, Colorado. I've gone That's have the one. That's what I heard him talk about yesterday. Yeah, it's down from sevens into into six fifties, probably off the back of how much Ooh. is he put on it. I'm <laughs> only <laughs> no, I'm only twenty dollars, bro. I'm only twenty dollars. Anyway, give us a text with, with what you what you putting that money on, bro. We'll uh, read it out. I will do. Hopefully, get everyone. Hopefully, get everyone paid. But congratulations, well done. Thank you very much. There we go. That is Damon. He is our winner of Quizzy Dag. The Take on the Quizmaster every week. Well done, Ricardo. And well done, Kez. I can't claim it. That's Kez. He's in the back room in the kitchen. Ah, just whipping up a nice wee meal. And every week he doesn't disappoint. So well done, Kez. Uh, that was Quizzy Dag. We'll be back shortly. Yes, good morning. If you're just tuning in, we're a couple of minutes away from Karen today and the news. Uh, we've had a good hour so far. We gave away some money, $50, and also we're giving away you. We're giving you the chance to win a share in Self Assured, our horse that races at Cambridge Raceway on April 14. And all you need to do is text double eight double three the words the race and your name and where you are in the country, and you'll go into that draw, and we'll announce the winner later on in the morning show. Make sure you text us on double eight double three. Well, we've got a few text messages. I'll just get quickly get through. Got a tip coming in from Mike. Today we're going to win. We have Mohawk Brave to win race five. So at Mohawk we have Brave to win race five. It comes sixth from Sword of State last start, but before that gave them the goosey coming around the bend and romped home. Then into no time to Jazz. And race six to place. Lightweight. No worries. Have a good day. That is from Mike. So he's gone brave to win race five. And no time to jazz. And race six to place. So there you go. I'll have a wee look at that and get some odds on it. But anyway, coming up after the break, we're going to 
reflect more on the great Valerie Adams. Great to see her on Staffy's show and just really talking about hopefully inspiring one or two uh, people in the next generation to do things, good things in their life. That's what it's about. When we're on the world stage, the big stage, that's what we want to do. We want to inspire the next generation. And well, Valerie, you have definitely done that. What a wonderful ambassador and wonderful person to do things on the big stage. You know what? We'll be back shortly. Craven and Cafe about now. Here's Karen with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building music. Atamaria, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ Tuesday, the 1st of March. It's just after 7 o'clock. Well, Baz is making his way over to Australia with his family and then on to the IPL. So we've got Ricardo Ball on the show. He's been with us for the last couple of weeks. Great to have you on the show with us this morning, Ricardo. And then next week, we had a uh, message come on the text machine and saying who's going to be joining next week. So Louis will be back, and uh, Tony Kemp, Kempe will come on the show as well to join Louis and myself. Um, so yeah, it's all going to the, the machine will just keep rolling through, and hopefully we can keep bringing you up to date sports news and some great guests reacting to what's going on around the world. But coming up in the next hour, we're going to be talking about uh, well, we're going to be talking about Valerie Adams. Valerie, the great Val, reflecting as we um, reflect on her amazing career. Gold medals galore, four-time Olympic medalist, two golds, a silver, a bronze, many, many Commonwealth gold, Commonwealth Games medals, four-time world champion. She's done it all, but she's announced her retirement, so we're going to reflect on that shortly. And then following that, we're going to chat to Te Toiro Tahuri Orangi, who I think will start at nine this weekend when they annihilate Wana Pacifica. We've got to talk about that because whew, there's going to be a tough-ass 19 players in Wana Pacifica tested positive or were affected by COVID. And now they're going to come out and play the huh, multi-champions of Super Rugby. It's going to be a tough-ass. So, uh, yeah, look at that. You got, you got something to say, Ricard? Well, I mean, you're talking about you think you think the old uh, Triple T is going to start, but what about... Kenny Naholo and Isaiah Punivai and Corey Kello and Tamaiti Williams and Shiloh yep. Klein. Surely all those guys are going to be a, sh- a shot to be in the starting 15. Isi Punivai, Isaiah Punivai will be at centre. Shea Fihaki will be at fullback. Uh, Simon Hickey will start at 10, I'd say. Uh, you'd have um, Dallas McLeod at 12, so a relatively new fullback. Look to see one Naholo. I don't know if they'll play two. But I'd say they'll play at least one, Kenny Nahulu, I'm predicting, to have a run. So, yeah, they've got luxury when you've got two Nahulus on the bench and on the reserves to, to come out and, and, and have a start for the side. So, yeah, we'll have a wee chat about that shortly. They've got, um, well, a squad that is stacked. But we're chatting to Te Toiro Tahuri Orangi, who's come down south and uh, spoke to him briefly yesterday. He loves it. He said they're bred differently down here with the fire emoji. Which means, mate, they just get into their mahi. So I'm pretty sure he means uh, he's been pretty impressed. So looking forward to that. But right now, we're going to chat to Suzanne McFadden on Valerie Adams. Yesterday, the great Valerie Adams announced her retirement from a sport she dominated for so many years. The two-time Olympic champion will end her career as one of New Zealand's greatest ever athletes. She now turns her attention to her sister, Lisa, who she'll continue to coach heading into the next Paralympics. To help us reflect on what has been an outstanding career, we thought we'd turn to Suzanne McFadden 
She's the editor of Locker Room and has followed Val closely throughout her career. And we're stoked to have someone of her expertise on the show. Thanks for speaking to us, Suzanne. Good morning. Good morning, Izzy. What a lovely introduction. Thank you. Was oh, worth getting up I early. Mean... <laughs> oh, this ain't early, is it? Is this early for you? Surely you'll be up <laughs> at five thirty, having a nice coffee, going for a wee walk. Surely. Oh yeah, I have to wake Karen to get out of bed to go to work today. Quickly, before we move on to today, Valerie Adams. Before we move on, how's Kez yeah. been? How's kids have been, and, and has he been behaving at home? Has he been carrying his weight? Has he been offering any help and support around the house? Cooked you any meals? Bought you a nice <laughs> cup of tea? You know, we've had this discussion before, Izzy, and he's um, <laughs> he's still not doing his washing. Oh, So my. you were going to work on that with him. Um, no, he's a good boy, and you know what? He loves his job. He loves working with you, so... Um, we're really impressed that he gets up every morning, um, rain or shine, and turns up to work. So He's telling us to wrap this interview already, Suzanne. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't I even can't the comment part, on yeah. the washing. I can't even comment on the washing because I don't even do my own washing. So I, I, I feel your kids. I feel your kids. That's what good mothers are for. Man, my mum used to... Walk around everywhere for me and do that too. That's why we love our mums. I'm a mummy's boy and I'm sure Kez is a mummy's boy too. But appreciate you coming <laughs> on the show, Suzanne. Um, talk about Anytime. Val. Val, was, was, that, yeah. uh, was it the news that you kind of predicted? Um, obviously, she made the announcement she was going to have a media press conference. Um, we all assumed she was going to retire. But was it the right timing, do you feel, for, for Valerie Adams and, and, and where her yeah. career is at and what she's been able to achieve? You know, honestly, I was still 50-50 when I turned up mm. yesterday that um, she was going to retire. I thought there was still a part of me that thought, well, maybe she is going to go through to the Commonwealth Games and, and that will be her swan song. But, um, you know, when you think about it, 22 years she's compete, been competing for New Zealand. And I think that mm. we forget just how much she's achieved in those 22 years because she's, you know, always been there. And yeah. when um, Peter Fitzinger, um, the CEO of Athletics New Zealand, was reading out her list of achievements yesterday, which, you know, went for about three minutes, um, you just kind of went, oh, my God, that's right. You know, she was Halberg mm. Sportswoman of the Year seven times. She won the Supreme Award three years running. I remember, I think back wow. to those times, I was like, is anybody <laughs> else ever going to win this thing? <laughs> and, yeah. you know, her dominance on the world stage. My God, she had, I, and I didn't know this, a streak of 107 successive shot put victories from 2006 wow. to 2015. Nobody could be there. So she... You just can't kind of imagine an athletics competition without her in it. And I think that shes it's going to take her a while to get used to that. She was really emotional yesterday. You would have seen the videos of her yeah. um, choking up as soon as she started speaking because it was a big decision for her. And it's been the only thing that she's known in her life other than being a wife and a mum and... And looking after her mum as a 15-year-old when her mum was dying, athletics has been her, 
her soul, her passion, her life, her career. Um, so she's not lost her athletics, of course. Um, she's going to continue yeah. coaching her sister, Lisa, in Paralympics. So mm. it's... It, it's sad, but in a way, it's really, really proud that we had her mm. representing New Zealand for so long and doing so much. Suzanne, I mean, she's a she's a proudly fierce, independent woman. She's uh, she's strong. Mm. She certainly uh, steers her own ship uh, and her own destiny. Um, when she was at uh, the the last Olympics in Beijing and, and all these stories came out, that's it, she's done, she's going to retire. Do you think she actually wanted to then, but was like, you know what, I'm not going to let you guys dictate when I go, so I'm going to say nothing for a while and make you all look stupid and then I'll decide later on? You know her so well, Ricardo. Oh, my God, that is, that is vowed to a T. You know, she is always like, oh, you guys want me to come out and say that I'm retiring and I'm not going to. She's, it's the first question you always ask me at a press conference. So, yeah, there would have been a bit of that, um, yeah, that fierceness that, you know, you're not going to determine when I give up, I will do that. And I think she, you know, she came home and I imagine that she was tired. She was a lot away for a long time in Tokyo for both the Olympics and then the Paralympics straight afterwards. And she came home and she found it quite hard. You know, she, she had to spend that time in MIQ, then transitioning straight back into being a mum. She found it really hard and I think that was a big part of it, that she went, I can't keep doing this. It's not fair to my kids, it's not fair to my husband and my mother-in-law who looks mm. after the kids when I'm away. And also, you have to um, acknowledge that her body is really tired. She has had so many yeah. surgeries, um, so much treatment. She gave a huge call out to her um, Lula Bell, her physio, Lou Johnson, who used to be my physio too, just throw that in there. Um, a wonderful woman, amazing woman. And she's held her together for a long time, just like she held me together for a long time. But she held Val together for a long time, and Val admits that, that without Lou, she just couldn't have carried on, probably for the last 10 years, I think. Um, so, yeah, she said her body, her, her soul, and her... Heart. That was the other thing. Her heart. Her kids. Mm. Um, that was the that that was made what made the decision for her in the end. Yeah. No. It's it's, it's not an easy easy decision when you got to step away from something you've loved and you've done for such a long period of time. And I guess your body is the telling point. Without your body, you aren't able to to do the things that you used to. It's time to to move on and, and start your next journey in life. And you spoke about it. She's not she's not lost to athletics. And it's great to see her involved with Lisa and, and helping her sister achieve her goals and giving back to the great uh, sport of athletics and shot put in particular. But can you see her uh, doing things outside of the arena, the big arena, like potentially going on and, and linking up with some big brands around the world, some big brands around the country? And she's so marketable. So what else could you see oh, her, yeah. her doing outside of the athletics arena? Yeah, well, she will. She'll carry on those relationships that she's had with her sponsors because mm. she's so, so good. Um, and mm. she'll also, I think, do a lot of work with the Tongan community now, especially in South Auckland. Um, yeah. You know, she is seen as a real role model for young Tongan kids, and she's going to 
I think this is the time that she'll really do something with that. She has, you know, she does a lot of work out there. She goes and works with the kids at um, Bruce Pullman Park um, three days a week. Um, while she's out there with Lisa, she'll go and help the kids with athletics as well. She's been giving them her shoes, the shoes that she gets from Nike. She doesn't, she doesn't want to wear them all, so she's been giving them to kids who don't have shoes because that happened to her when she was a 13-year-old at um, Southern Cross Campus. She was started throwing at competitions barefoot. She, her family couldn't afford a pair of shoes for her, and a PE teacher gave her a pair of shoes. Now she's repaying that to other kids, which I think is just shows her heart. And um, but mm. I, I really think that you know I could even see her in in politics. You know, she is a straight. Yeah. Shooter. She doesn't hold back. And maybe, you know, there's there's an opportunity for her there. But I think right now she just Mm. wants to concentrate on being uh, a wife and a mum to Kimoana and Kipalili, who, you know, has a little boy who's got type 1 diabetes. And she, you know, that takes up a big part of their life too. So, Mm. first of all, mum, second coach, third, um, you know, a member of the community. I think we're going to see lots yeah. more from her. And, you know, she's a dame. She's got a damehood to live up to, too. You don't just sit back Ooh, down yeah. when you've been made a dame. It's a responsibility, <laughs> eh? Yeah. Yeah. She might she, she might be too honest and too straight-talking to be a politician for too long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Susan>. <laughs> As I said that, I thought exactly that, Ricardo. I thought, oh, hold on. <laughs> yeah, it might be just a brief part of her yeah. career. But yeah, um, but, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing she is on the Athletes um, Commission um, for World Athletics, yeah. and um, which is a huge role. And so, yeah, they, they love her for, you know, that black and white attitude and, she, and sticking up for athletes and saying, really saying what athletes need. So, yeah, she'll, I think she'll go a long way in that area too. Now, Suzanne, you, I mean, you've met you've met her. You've talked to her a, a number of times. What do you think's made her such a yeah. dominant force for such a long period of time in the sport? Um, definitely her attitude. Um, that um, that no take no prisoners attitude. Um, <laughs> she she wants to win. Um, she told her mum on her mum's deathbed that she she would go to the Olympics. Well, she did that five times. Um, she's a very strong individual um, through coming through that as a young kid. But, um, yeah, she also is very a very proud New Zealander, a very proud Tongan. Uh, and... Yeah, she's got the the mana behind it. She's got the weight behind it. She, she was a you know, really strong athlete too. And she worked hard. And that time that she spent in Switzerland um, working with um, Jean-Pierre Eggers was just um, so, so important to her career and learning to train differently, really using her strengths. And the, which meant that she, you know, her career, she elongated her career to 22 years. And, you know, not many athletes can do that. Yeah, she's a fascinating uh, individual and she's done some freakish things around uh, the sport of athletics. For one 
we're just going to let you go very, very shortly. Before then, Kez is telling me to wrap up. But before then, I've got to ask. I've asked <laughs> a question. We spoke a lot about Dame Valerie Adams and her amazing achievements, and uh, she deserves retirement and time to spend with her family. But Kez, if he was to cook dinner, if he was to cook dinner tonight, what would that be? What would that be? Or has he ever cooked dinner for you? <laughs> yes, he has. He has. He's getting. He's getting better at it. Um, okay. I think he'd probably make us chicken tacos, Ooh, and and not chicken. only he would. I I I want him to. So I'm putting that oh. challenge out to him. <laughs> there you go, kids. Chicken tacos, <laughs> mate. Turn your mic on. Yeah. You're right, a reply. What do you got for mum? I actually thought that uh, chicken tacos was on the list tonight. So as soon as I heard that, I knew that that was actually like I was being told that I'm cooking dinner tonight. <laughs> so yeah, uh, cheers for that, Izzy. You're listening to oh, Bears yeah. and Izzy. No, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. Carry on, carry on, carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's funny, Suzanne, that uh, he knows that he's being told to cook chicken tacos, but he doesn't know when he's being told to do his washing. Um, I, I, I did pick that up. Sorry, sorry. The washing is actually the one job that I do. Like I'll admit that. It's the one thing I do. <laughs> Hey, Suzanne, just before we let you go, I do have to ask you, and Izzy and I uh, had, this, had this chat before too, is where do you rank Dame Val amongst our all-time great Olympians? I gave Izzy my top five, but I'd be keen to hear where you think she sits. Yep. Oh, she's definitely in my top five, and I think that she would be number three. Ooh. There you go. So do you want Lisa... me to tell you who one and two are? Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm picking Lisa Carrington, maybe one of them. <laughs> Yeah, Lisa Carrington, and then Peter Snell, and then Valerie Adam. Beautiful. Nice. How does that sit with you guys? It's pretty good. It's pretty yeah, good. That's, I had, I had all three of those in my top five. Yeah. I, I'd even I'd even chuck Daniel Loder in my top five, just what he was able to do in the pool. We haven't had too many Olympians yeah. uh, doing so, having success in the pool, but he'd be in my top five, Daniel Loder. I remember him when I was young, 1995, I think it was. When I was down there in Fraser So, yep. anyway, thank yep. you, thank you, Suzanne McFadden, Kez's mum, for coming on the show and always bringing a laugh and some good <laughs> energy and sharing some insights of the great Dame Valerie Adams, who has retired from shot put competition. Thank you so much, Suzanne. Thank you, Izzy. Thank you, Ricardo. Thank you, Karen, for cooking dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Keza. We'll get a wee update tomorrow. Hopefully he doesn't burn the chicken tacos. Very, very simple meal, Keza. Surely you can't butcher that. Anyway, we'll find out tomorrow when we come back. That was Suzanne McFadden reflecting on Valerie Adams' amazing career and, well, just giving us a little dig on the great Kieran in the back room, in the kitchen. Hopefully the kitchen's on fire. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. The biggest health and beauty brands in store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ.
on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. You can call us anytime on the Kennards Hire phone line 0800 150811. And uh, Izzy, yesterday we had the final day of the second test against South Africa, and well done to South Africa. They uh, bounced back from a from an absolute hiding in the first test to beat us by 198 runs in the second test. Uh, and surely that means, I think, uh, we've had two home test series this summer and we've drawn both of them mm. against Bangladesh and South Africa. Mm. That probably, you'd have to say, puts pay to us defending the mace, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, mate. When you're at home, you, you, you home, particularly that Bangladesh, that was just, we weren't expecting that at all. South Africa traditionally always been a tough, tough nation to play against, but Bangladesh, that is one will be ruining a missed opportunity there. But South Africa, mate, you got to you got to give them credit. Um, Dean Alger, off the toss, Bear spoke about it yesterday. Off the toss, choosing to bat on a pitch that traditionally you'd think you'd have a bowl first, put the pressure back on the Black Cats, but they came out, applied the pressure early. Um, you know, uh, getting three hundred and sixty-four all out, so having a you know nice wee solid um, innings, and then. Bowling the Black Caps out for 293. So just already had the front foot. Um, yeah, yesterday, look, we, we we had a wee little fight back. You know, Devin Conway, 92. Uh, Tom Blundell, yesterday heading into it, he was on one. He, he amassed uh, 44. So, look, we had a little bit of a fight back. But as soon as we lost those two champions, um, she was game over. But, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things, missed opportunities that, that cost us in the end, mate. Yeah, and you got to kind of think too that we, you know, we're missing some big names like Kane, for example. You know that mm. leadership, that stickability. Mm. I tell you who else I think we missed yesterday, and this is no disrespect to Tom Blundell because he's had a ninety odd in the first test and a forty four here. But you look at how long yep. he occupied the crease for versus how long B J Watling would have done it. I mean, B J Watling might <laughs> yeah. have scored similar runs, but he probably would have stayed longer. He, he might have even scored more mm. runs. I, and I and I think that's showing. I think Baz has brought it up before. How you know not. Many people are talking. People are talking about replacing Ross, or you know, having to replace Kane if he's injured. But nobody's talking about replacing BJ and how big a job that is. Yeah, yeah, BJ was so good, mate. Just an absolute gutsy fighter that just fought right to the end. And you always knew you could get something—a bit of determination and and grit at the end of your innings with, with BJ. What? Well, look, I've been very impressed with Tom Blundell. He came into this with uh, a whole ton of pressure on him, especially with Cam Fletcher. He is playing for Canterbury and. He's been very, very good for Canterbury side, putting um, you know, wicket-keeping particularly well. So there's a lot of pressure on Tom Blundell coming in this was and his wicket-keeping ability, but I thought he kept really, really good. Took some freakish catches out there and batted, batted well too. So for him, I think it was good. Our top water, our top water struggle, mate. Tom Latham, he only got one in the second innings. Will Young got a duck. Where traditionally we're relying on those guys to really push through uh, put some pressure on, even just get some runs on the board and, and set the innings up well. When your top order fails, well, it's it's tough. The pressure's on, on everyone else. So, look, Rude, missed miss opportunities, but one all uh, in a series against South Africa, I think they'll, yeah, it'll be hard to, it's hard to know whether they're happy or not. We'll, we'll get a wee update. Maybe we'll get a couple of the players on over the next couple of days and see how they're really feeling. Yeah, that's a good call, actually. Uh, you're listening to Izzy, uh, Baz and Izzy for breakfast here. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Remember, you can text us on the Tempo text machine, double eight double three, or call us on 0800 150811. Here's Karen with news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Nobody pray for me. It's been a day for me. Yeah, yeah. 
remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances Finessing on them with some counterfeits But now I'm counting this Parmesan with my accountant lips In fact, I'm down in this say with my boobay Tastes like Kool-Aid for the analyst Girl, I can buy your Westy girl with my base Hey, thanks, Karen, uh, and, and thanks, Joe we, I don't know, it sounds like some dude is wrapping a recipe for something I heard sandwiches and Parmesan I'm not sure what's going on uh, But <laughs> <laughs> with Baz and Izzy for breakfast Ricardo, in with you as well And uh, I know well, that you love this mate it's Kez trying to learn how to, he's Googled how to make tacos. Are you kidding me, Kez? <laughs> uh, hey, Kez, just a tip, mate. No Parmesan on tacos, okay? Just just a tip, just a tip. <laughs> hey, now, I, I know you love your UFC, Izzy, but uh, here's some disturbing news coming out of the States. Uh, former UFC heavyweight champion, Cain Velasquez, is in jail mm-hmm. and been held without bail after being involved in a shooting. Um, apparently, Aye. San Jose police um, have uh, taken a guy who was shot at least once to hospital uh, and arrested another man. That man is Kane Velasquez, being held the 39-year-old without bail in a Department of Corrections facility. No charges listed as yet, but I mean, Velasquez is one of the uh, the legends of the sport. I mean, he, he beat oh, yeah, Brock Lesnar yeah. for the heavyweight championship. He, he beat Junior DeSantos. He, uh, you know, uh, I mean, he ended up losing it to Fabrizio Verdun, but he fought some of the biggest names in the business. Mate, he is the UFC. When, when the UFC really started stamping its mark in the fight game, he was like the front of the game. Like UFC, PlayStation, came Velasquez, go, go play with him one, one hit a quarter. Oh man, it's crazy, eh? Like America, America, everything resorts to guns. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, uh, terrible news there. I hope uh, it sounds like the guy who was being shot has non-life-threatening injuries. So that is good news. Uh, but Cain Velasquez, I, you know what? I I don't know if you've ever seen it, but what I as soon as I saw the headline, I kind of thought Aaron Rodriguez, you know, the former Patriots mm. player. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and have you watched that documentary about him? Yeah. Crazy. Mate, eh? that, that was Crazy. the first thing I thought. What? And and that that's well, this that, that goes to say because they said that um, Aaron Hernandez had. Um, had concussion injuries and brain yeah. injuries, and they, they actually did studies on his brain. Well, fight game, there's big talks about the fight game with the concussions involved in that, probably even more so, Cain Velasquez, because I just don't understand how someone can resort to, to that much violence, unless you're in Russia, to, to go and shoot someone, you know? Like, yeah. it's, it's got to be some online factors. That, yeah, well, that's uh, the thing. I mean, I, I remember in that uh, the, the Hernandez uh, documentary that they did about him that when the, they were talking to the coroner about it, and he mm-hmm. had a look at his when he, he had a look at his brain. He said it was like Swiss cheese. He'd never seen so many holes yeah. in, a, in a guy's brain, and they and they put some of that down to affecting your uh, you know the way you control yourself and your personality and your and your balance. Um, so mm-hmm. mm, questions need to be asked. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mate, need great, to be great asked. update. Very great yeah. update, little there, little sports news update. Lots happening. Look, concussions. We've spoken about a lot on this show, and look, I've been involved in a sport that still has its day-to-day battles with the concussion, and it's one of those ones. How do you control it? How do you measure it? You know, there's like you can go at New Zealand rugby and world rugby because of the the rules and the standards behind it, but then there has to be a lot of um, you know responsibility on the athlete as well. Because I remember when I was playing. And I got knocked out many a times. I I didn't show honesty. 
I wasn't honest about my symptoms and how I was feeling because um, I didn't want to show weakness. I didn't want to show that I was leading the team down, so I didn't want to uh, uh, make those decisions to, to hope potentially cost the team. So I pushed it on. I pushed on and didn't relay my symptoms, which potentially might have long-term effects with, with our eye function later in life, which is sad. Um, so, yeah, it's just one of those things that's it's hard to control, hard to monitor. Um, how how it's all how it's said, but I think the underlying fact is you just got to be honest as an athlete and as a person with with your feelings. Yeah, mm, yeah, no, I think it's a it's, a, it's a good shout, mate. It's a good shout. Hey, um, now we've uh, we've got this uh, self assured um, giveaway. Remember, you can flick us a text on double eight double three with the words "the race," your name, and where you are in the country. If you were chance to win a half percent share in self assured, and if self assured wins the race at Cambridge Raceway on the fourteenth of April, you could walk away with half percent of the winnings of the race, which I believe is about two k. Is he about two k? Yes, right? about two k if self assured wins, and potentially. Yeah. With the way New Zealand's gone, we're starting to open up. We could be at Cambridge Raceway together. How good. <laughs> How good. <laughs> How good. Uh, this is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. 22 away from 8 when we come back. T Toiroa Tahuriorangi from the Crusaders joins us. Listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yeah, welcome back. We're 16 minutes away from 8 with Karen in the news. And then the next hour, we've got a big, big hour ahead. Talking a bit of cricket, white ferns, and a bit of football ferns. But right now it's time to talk some rugby. Crusaders will welcome some new faces. I'm sure they will welcome some new faces to face Moana Pacifica this Friday. They haven't announced their team yet, but I'm sure today when we hear the team being announced, that one face I'm predicting to be a part of the squad will be Te Toiro Tahuriorangi, who has made his way down to the beautiful South Island from the North Island. And he's on the line now. We won't keep him long. He's got a busy, busy day. This is the day, the preparation day leading towards Friday, so he'll be busy. But he's on the line now. Te toiro, morena, my brother. Morena, Daggy. Uh, nah, thank you for having me, bro. I uh, appreciate it, eh? Nah, great to have you on the show. We're joined by Ricardo Ball. He's uh, part of the show as well, brother. So appreciate you coming on the show. Um Tell us, mate, how's it been? How's it been uh, last couple of months? You've been down south now. Uh, you've, been, you've made the transition south. You've reconnected with Ray. Razor Ray, how's, how's the last couple of months been? Nah, it's been honestly awesome, mate. I guess um, moving down here was, I knew it was going to be a bit of a challenge, but I'm just glad I've, mm. I've kind of known the boys for quite some time now, whether it's playing them or played with them. Um, mm. And also, a massive thank you to, to Razor, eh, I guess for chucking out a lifeline to me um, for coming down to the beautiful um, 03 Christchurch and then just been enjoying <laughs> it so far. The environment's been good. Um, like I said, the um, the boys have been just getting around me and it's kind of made my transition a lot a lot smoother than what I thought, so that's been beautiful so far. Well, what's, what's the biggest difference and what's one thing you've noticed about your transition? You've been a part of some fantastic clubs. You know, you're playing for Bad Plenty. You've been at Chiefs Mana. Uh, you've been at the Taranaki. What was something different that you've you've noticed from the Crusaders and, and the way they go about their work? Oh, bro, honestly, I could just say they're both different, eh, bro? You know, like up north, there's a bit of razzle-dazzle. Um, <laughs> bit of throwing the ball around, but I guess down here, everyone just knows their role, I guess, eh? And um, what I mean by that is, yeah. man, they're just hard workers. Um, they're just like your, your classic farmers. They just go about their things. <laughs> and then, you know, you've got the, the, brown, the brown sugar boys, Running around, passing it to them, 
let them kind of do, <laughs> you know, do, the, do all the tough stuff and um, all the brown sugars just kind of reap the rewards off them. So, no, nah, it's been awesome, <laughs> I guess, just um, being amongst that, um, that kind, this kind of environment. And, and I think what Razor has done oh, and all the other coaches yeah. have done for this club has been um, superb. Just, um, you know, the dynasty that's been down here. And I think the easiest thing for me is just to go out there and just do my thing. I don't have to worry about anyone mm. else. Uh, Tia Toiro, it's Ricardo here, bro. Um, you talked about uh, being down there and, and, and how, uh, you know, it's a, it's different and the, these guys are hard workers and they're, you know, they're, they're real people. I mean, you you obviously uh, know Bryn Hall from your time uh, with New Zealand Māori as well, the, uh, the Māori All Blacks. Uh, I mean, he's a undercover Aucklander. I don't know how he's keeping that under wraps <laughs> down there, but uh, is, he, is, he, is he showing you the ropes? How's he, how, how much easier is it made uh, having him down there with you? Nah, uh, like you said, mate, um, I've known Brenner for quite some time now. And if you know Brenner, he's the ultimate competitor. Um, he's just into <laughs> everything, eh? Honestly, he um, can't even play cards with him without, you know, kind of having arguments and stuff like that. So it goes to show the, the type of man he is. Um, he's awesome, man, though, eh? Like, you know, a genuine kind of person. And, and uh, I've learned so much from him. And, and I guess moving down here, he was kind of the person that reached out to me in terms of um, making sure I was, you know, settling in pretty well and stuff like that. So he has been um, been been awesome, I guess, as a mentor, but also, like, just seeing him about his work, like, Daggy would know too. So just the ultimate competitor who you just want to keep competing with and, and match that competitiveness. You said that, uh, you know, you, you wanted to thank um, Razor for, for, for the lifeline. Um, what do you think, I mean, you know, when you were at the Chiefs, of course, you got called in as a, as a, as a pretty young guy to, to the all-black environment. A lot of people, when you first got announced, were like, hey, where's this kid come from? Um, so why do you think it didn't work for you maybe so much at the Chiefs? I guess for me too, uh, uh, being close to home and stuff like that can be a, quite a distraction and stuff like that. But um, I always knew if I was with my family and in a place where I was, you know, um, comfortable and and just, you know, doing my work, that things will go my way. And obviously, yeah. at the Chiefs, um, yeah, like stuff I couldn't control, like injuries and selections and stuff like that, um, didn't go my way. And like I said, yeah. Razor just reached out to me and, and wanted to know if I would be keen to come down here. And, and like I said, it was a bit of a, I ain't going to lie, you know, up north, mm. um, the razzle-dazzle and all that stuff, but then again, down south, I've never lived, the furthest I've lived away from Rotorua was Hamilton or Wellington, and you know, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a um, car ride down, but mm. all my family now have to like kind of fly over, which has um, been something new <laughs> for me, but I, hey, as long as i got my family and stuff like that, I, I know that's when I'm at my best, and like I said, it's just a massive thank you to, to Razor and them for being able to believe in me and, and still keep me back. Uh, and Super Rugby, oh, so it's just been like that. Oh, you're an absolute champion, brother. I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, sharing those insights. Um, look, the team hasn't been named yet, but I've already predicted you to start at nine, so if you are out there, bro, go out there, put that jersey on and just do your thing. And like you said, nail your roles, and that's all you have to do in that jersey, my brother. And um, once you get out of prison, out of that uh, COVID Little little locker room that you got going on in there where you can't even go out and, and do normal things in life. We'll catch up and, and have you over for a Kai, eh? Yeah, brother. Sounds good. Nah, cheers for that. Cheers, team. Cheers. Yeah. Te 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 te
if, if he doesn't get named, what does he say to raise it? He's like, uh, but as he said, but as he said. <laughs> <laughs> look, oh, look, he'll he'll get named, mate. Like he, that's that's the thing with Ray. Like Ray will come in. Uh, he, he's brought T Triple T down there to toy it or to come down, not to hold tackle bags, to reignite his career, reignite his. Not that it's over, you know. He's just been had injuries. He's had uh, limited opportunities up north. He's come down here. He's been given a chance, a chance to to mix and mingle with you know some of the best going around, and and be a part of a team that that do anything possible to win at the end of the day. And now he's going to be given a chance, mate. He's uh, I think he's going to take it with open arms. I'm really really excited to to see what he can do to get back to that you know tutorial when he's got that pass. He's got that razzle dazzle around the ruck. He gets out. He threatens number one and second defender around those rucks. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that and having a wee, uh, we see what he can do against Moana Pacifica. So that was Te Toiro, Tahuri Orangi. That was our McCafe Coffee Catch-Up. We'll be back shortly. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in-store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. It's four away from eight here on SENZ, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And uh, remember to flick us a text on double eight double three. Just put the words in the race, your name, and where in the country you are for a chance to win a half percent share of Self Assured. If Self Assured wins the race at Cambridge Raceway on April 14, one lucky winner will walk away with half a, half a percent of the winnings from that race. Uh, Izzy, oh, you, you follow the horses in a lot closer than I do, mate. Mm. Um, we mentioned that that's probably going to be around 2K. Do we know what the rest of the yep. field looks like for the race yet? Uh, yes, we do have the rest of the field. It's been announced, and we got the favourite, Self Assured. Uh, there's a couple of other good horses. I don't know them right off the top of my head, but I'll go through and have a little squizzle shortly, and then I'll come back after the news and, and give you the rest of the lineup. But, yeah, we've got pretty much the favourite. I've backed self-assured two years ago. It won the Cup, not last year. The copy that won the Cup uh, down here in Christchurch. But two years ago, self-assured won. Uh, Mark Purden driving, and uh, I think it paid about four bucks. Four bucks, so I got really well paid then. Mm. Yeah, what a good chance, good. mate. That is good. A couple of couple of K for free in the in the back pocket, mate. It's, uh, that that'd be mm. nice, wouldn't it? That'd be nice, particularly going into <laughs> Hastings today. That would be very very nice. And Hastings, yep, big race today. I've gone elite uh, race two. I've gone elite. I've followed Kevin. I've gone elite in race two, and then um, Aspen, Colorado, and race seven for the Lowlands Stakes Group Two. So big meeting there today. I'm sure Smithy will have a few tips later on the show when we get to him at about 9 o'clock this morning. But we've got a good hour coming up after the news with Kaza. We're going to have a chat to Bob Carter because, mate, let's be honest, white fans, they've been flying. We had a text message about the men's team. Well, looked like they just lacked a bit of ticker. Someone's texted on the text machine, just lacked a bit of tiffa, ticker. Um, didn't really uh, apply themselves, didn't grind it out. They could have uh, batted with a bit more intent and a bit more ticker as an unknown texter has texted through. So, yeah, we're going to chat about the White Ferns with uh, Coach Bob Carter. He'll be flying for our Razine Cricket Catch-Up. And then we're going to have a chat to Paulie Moati, the party starter. He'll bring some good energy. And then Tom Samani, former Football Ferns and Australian Matildas head coach coming up. So good hour ahead of us, brother. 
Yeah, indeed, mate. Indeed, plenty to come up uh, coming up in the next hour. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing what Paulie tips us out today because his uh, DeMar DeRozan uh, tip <laughs> yesterday was a flat one, mate. I, I jumped on that, took him a photo of my bet, <laughs> said it to him and said, I'm following you and Paulie. And he was like, good luck. And then it was radio silence. Um, so, yeah, that went real well. Uh, so we'll have to bring that up. But uh, we're off the track down to McCafe Coffees now. Here's Karen with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building new. New Zealand. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Atamarie, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Wednesday, the 2nd of March, just after 8 o'clock. Got a text message from Jade. Old Jadey. He says he's sad to hear about your head knocks, but with some of your TAB tips, something is going wrong. With the thought process already. Look, <laughs> Jade, come on, mate. I've tipped out one this week. I tipped out Ma here yesterday at Bendigo, and it, and it ran a good race. Fourth, but it ran a good solid race. Today, mate, today. Aspen, Colorado. That is not only my tip, that is his tip as well. But I've multi that in race two with Elite. It's racing against one I've tipped out a few times on the show, Bloom. And well, Mark came in. You never move away. You never ever move your money away because when you do it, it goes bang. And maybe Bloom's going to throw me right under the bus. We'll see later on today. Big meeting. Hastings. Uh, we'll react to that surely tomorrow. But coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk. Football Ferns, we're going to chat about them. Big news, they've got a, a two-match series against the Australian Matildas coming up in April, and, well, the co-hosts of the next World Cup, the Football Ferns and the Australian Matildas. We're going to chat to Tom Samani. He is former Football Ferns and Australian Matildas head coach. That is later on in the hour, and uh, we're going to talk a bit more about sport. That's for sure, because that's what we do. Great to chat to Te Toiro, Tahuru Orangi. He's uh, going to potentially start today for the Crusaders, and what a talent. And, um, yeah, he spoke really, really well. He's made this, uh, the trip down south, and uh, I think he's going to do great things when he gets an opportunity this Friday when they absolutely annihilate Moana Peace Pacifica. Okay, coming up in the next hour, whenever we chat about everything sport, cricket, and football ferns, but right now it's five past eight, and it's time for this. Bears and Izzy are talking cricket. Thanks to Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years. Oh, the White Ferns are on fire. How good. The White Ferns put the rest of the world on notice with a win over the Aussies, spearheaded by an incredible performance from captain Sophie Devine. She finished with 161 runs off only 117 balls, a performance that must give herself and her teammates a lot of confidence heading into into the World Cup. Starting this Friday against the West Indies, Bob Carter will be hoping as he sees more performances from his players like this one in the coming weeks. And But knowing every good coach, he won't be getting too far ahead of himself. He knows he's got a big, big task ahead of him. And Bob Carter is on the line this morning. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. How are you? Oh, we're very well. Very, very well. Uh, mate, tell us about that performance yesterday. Firstly, I know you won't well, be in too far. It's only a pre-season. No. 
But yeah. you must be pretty happy uh, with that, what you've seen so far. Well, I think particularly um, we were given a bit of a wake-up call with our first warm-up match when we were when we were mm. well beaten by, by Pakistan. Um, and we, we managed to sort of talk that through. And um, But... But I, I think yesterday's performance was was a real show of um, you know perhaps perhaps we are capable of. Um, I, I actually thought we bowled actually pretty well. It was a very good pitch. Um, we, mm. we managed to hold Australia, who who obviously are a very fine batting team. Um, and um, and I, you know you sort of laugh sometimes. You think you look at three twenty, you sort of have a bit of a giggle sometimes yourself and say, oh, well, you know perhaps they're about twenty short. Um, well, obviously it did prove the case, although. <laughs> I think there was a bit of a tongue-in-cheek comment at the time, but obviously we then witnessed, um, you know, Susie Bates and and Sophie Devine, um, you know, lead the charge. Um, and then once um, yeah. Susie got out, we saw we saw Amelia Kerr, um, you know, play a play a stung, stunning innings. But uh, what was noticeable for me was was that all day um, Sophie had been very calm. She she sort of turned up to the mm. ground. She she'd had a few hits and and she'd sort of bowled well at practice. We all we were all talking about. Um, and then she didn't, you know, early on in her innings, she sort of took a number of balls to get in as Susie sort of got away to a flyer. Um, and then obviously it was towards that sort of sort of middle stages and towards the end where, where Sophie um, sort of sort of thing just, just really played a, a wonderful inning. So a lot of, lot of com- confidence building as we talk about, you know, the old cliche. But mm. I think the main thing yeah. for me is the self-belief that, that hopefully it's given us heading into the main event of the tournament. Oh, Ricardo's you, mic's you, you, just, just off. Oh, there oh sorry. On now, uh, I'm on now, yeah. okay. Uh, Bob, sorry. Yeah, uh, I was just going to say, uh, 20 runs short was might have been more like uh, 100 runs short because, I mean, you did it with seven overs left as well. Who scores 325 and still has seven li- overs up this left? <laughs> well, I've never known. Well, as I said to the girls, we talked about the partnerships and we had a 100 partnership and then a 200 partnership and I'd, I'd never said that, that before in a team meeting. So um, we, were, we were sort of pretty... But but as I say, you know, you, you know, and you've obviously alluded to it. The girls were were pretty level. We must, you know, we must still respect the game and, and stay humble. And we know that obviously the main mm. event, every team's trying to win it. And um, you know, it's it's just we need to take something out of the last two games um, as to as to where where we're at. And um, looking looking forward to to moving well forward, obviously to moving from Christchurch to Tauranga to to play the first game against West Indies. Mate, we spoke to you before the uh, the Indian uh, series, and congratulations on a great series, four one, in the end, and, and outstanding, emphatic, uh, you know uh, the way of going about it. But t- we when we spoke to you, what what's the biggest um, thing you can take from that series, and the notable difference that you've noticed as a coach from the group, from the leaders within the group, and everyone um, contributing? What can you put that down to uh, from that Indian series? I think we've we've remained um, when we when we've acted to our game plan, trying to bowl the team out, and then if we don't, then trying mm. to chase the runs down or setting a target. We, we've started to really look at the actual game itself rather than get too. Mm. Um, yeah, I felt at times we've become a little bit fretful. Um, in in the past, you know, we we sort of were okay in England. We we, we created some chances, but then we we lost our way. Um, we're against India. Um, I thought we always stayed in the moment until the very last game when we didn't quite score enough mm. runs and we missed a couple of chances. But it's it's certainly pulled together. I mean, even yesterday, you know, we were 
we were under the cosh against Australia and, and we managed to, you know, chip away and get the wickets that we needed. And, and you know, no, we joke about 321, but it, it was it was one of those feelings that we thought, oh, you know, actually it's not, not too, too bad. Um, it's a big score, but, mm. you know, can, how, can we, how can we now attack this? And look, well, I don't think we didn't talk about, you know, how we were going to go about it. We, we knew what our game plan was. We knew what we had to be at 10 overs in the first 10. We knew what we wanted to be at 30. Um, and, and then we hit those straps and, and hopefully, you know, we could, we can take that away, um, you know, for, for the, you know, as we, as we move forward in this competition, you know, and Sophie got quite tired towards the end with, with obviously, um, you know, being diabetic, we had to really sort of really make sure that she was okay. And at one stage I was thinking we were going to have to take her off, but she assured me she was going to stay till the end and just swing as hard as she could, which I thought she had been doing, but, um, uh, she she thought she could have just uh, do a little bit more, which made me made me giggle a little bit. <laughs> Mate, that, that's great little insight you've just shown there, because a lot of teams and there'll be a lot of teams around New Zealand that when when the going gets tough, they just you know go back to the trenches and just start again. Oh, this game's already gone. But for a team like yourself, the White Ferns, when you're 321 down, uh, you're chasing 321. That's a you know a humongous uh, uh, total to try and chase down, but Who's at the forefront of those changes? Who's making, uh, who is in the team? Is it Sophie Devine and Susie Bates, the leaders that are really changing the mindset and instilling the belief that anything is possible? Or is it, is it coming from you and uh, the coaching staff? No, I, I think that's a key word. I think the, the mindset that we've tried to change, I mean, we've been on the, you know, we, as you well know, we've been on the back of some, you know, some, some hidings, um, you know, against yeah. Australia, against England. Um, and, and at least we're now trying to, you know, manoeuvre our way. Well, this this was a this was a big score, but you know, this is what we've got to do. Um, Amelia was was very much in the moment when the partnership was on. She knew what she had to do. She'd come over and I made a little check and said, you know, we still need to be at this. Do we above at 13? Yep, that's our plan. Let's stick to that plan. We know what we can chase down um, in those last 20 overs because it becomes very much like a you know, you get to 30 overs and you're only one down and you need you know 100 and 130, 140 to win. It's, it's a T20 game, and we all now know with with how T20 and and has changed the changed mm. the game. Let's change it for one day cricket as well. Everyone know what is possible to score in the last 20, in the last 10, in the last five overs, and nothing now seems to be seems to be safe. And um, you know, we just need to take out you know how we played. Can we take that now that self belief up to Tauranga to start this whole competition? But I felt in the Pakistan game we'd we'd almost left. We'd almost we're already in Tauranga. We yesterday we had presence <laughs> in the, you know, to be able to stay here in this game and against Australia because, as we well know, you know they're um you know they're 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 the number one team and and um you know going into this competition you know we're obviously going to have to beat them, you know hopefully a couple of times and and um to 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 do well at the World Cup and and to you know to stand a chance of winning it. That's that's what we have to do. Yeah, you mentioned uh, earlier, Bob, about uh, you know England and that tour of England. And I talked to you on that tour, and I talked to you post that tour as well. Yeah, and and it felt like you would you were just just behind England in terms of you know you were nearly there to win both the ODI and the T Twenty series, but couldn't quite get it done. In terms of bridging that gap, what have you done as a coach with the team to bridge that gap that we saw then to India, who are very much on par with England to, to beat them so convincingly in a series? Well, I think you've just mentioned it with the mindset side of things. And, and we talk a lot about that. You know, we know that we've got the skills. I mean, I believe we've got our skills 
within our whole group from our senior players to to what we've got now with our um, you know with our younger players who've come in and those who have played for a while. We know we've got that, but did we really have that self belief that we can get across the line and we can bowl teams out? And I think against in winning the India series the way we did, it certainly helped that. Um, yeah, you know, if we'd have, you know, we, we missed. Uh, you know, we also missed a couple of players on that on that England tour for for different reasons, for injury and, and etc. But I, I thought that um, we've we've just started to hit our straps well, and you know we can't we can't perhaps ask for anything more. Um, I suppose as a, as a coach and, and with with our staff to when we're going into into the main event now. So, Bob, it's not all serious, and you'll be a, a great coach. I know you'll have great balance within the squad. Well, how are you going to balance the girls so they aren't burnt out from just cricket, cricket, cricket? Because my learnings from playing a World Cup at home, it can get pretty demanding and pretty testing at times when you're in an environment, the pressure's right on. How are you going to, to instill a bit of balance within the squad so you know come game time they haven't been burnt out, they've got a lot of energy and a lot of fight to, to put in some good performances? Yeah, and we, we look to have different um, things as we go on. I mean, the girls are great watchers of Married at First Sight, um, so that keeps them pretty grounded. <laughs> um, um, I, I, of course, like to I've been watching that too. golf course. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I escape to the golf course, and Soph, I think, will play. She might play nine holes tomorrow with us um, in, in our group. Um, isn't it Wednesday? Don't you? Isn't, isn't it time for you to get beat by Macca again today? <laughs> oh, don't start, don't start, mate. They're, sorry, they're mate. burglars sorry, sorry. down there on the Wednesday sorry, golf. Mate. Hey, I shot seventy four. I'm going into the. Uh, I shot seventy four yesterday. I'm going into this little bit of form today. Eh? That's 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 serious. That that is real serious. <laughs> um, but no, we we sort of yeah we sort of get out and about. I mean we're we're very fortunate, aren't we? I mean we, you know, we're able mm. to to still do things despite what it is. And, and we're, as I say, we've been in Christchurch, so we've been able to walk around the park and, and stuff like that. It's, and sort of see people at a distance, which is which is uh, it's it's good, but it's awkward. Um, and then we go up to to Tauranga, where where we stay is right beside the the, the, the water. So we're we're very fortunate in that, and it, and it just helps mm. you know keeps the girls um, pretty pretty level, pretty humble. As I say, I mean we don't get you know we don't get many opportunities to play, as you know, to play a, a home World Cup. So we we mm. want to make the most of it. And although you know we talk about well. You know, we can't have too many crowds or this, you know, we're limited. But we still had people there yesterday who were, who were cheering us on, which was which we much appreciated with, with the amount of people that, that did, did turn up and, um, and support us, of course. Bob Carter with us, the White Fence coach. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Carter, the White Fence coach with us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Uh, Bob, we asked the serious questions here. So, serious question. You mentioned married at first sight. Which member of the of the White Ferns team do you think would make the best competitor on married at first sight? Who do you think? Oh, wow. Well, I'd, I'd have to be careful what I what I said there. Um, yeah, that is a very serious question and, and one I will really sit on the fence about. I have I couldn't, I couldn't someone... clearly comment. There's someone that that's, has a genuine interest at being married, but then there's always that someone that has a bit of controversy. Who would go on that show and just stir the pot? Surely, surely there'd be someone. Well, Katie Martin, <laughs> Katie Martin would certainly stir the pot. <laughs> yes, um, she she would not miss it. Yeah, in fact, I think the other night when I walked in, the girls were actually on the chairs watching it. They were standing up, um, and then they were, some some were not bearing to look. So 
it was quite, um, and, it, and, it, and it's actually really interesting. I think we talk about, oh, you know, being able to switch off and switch on, and, and I think this is this is what happens. You know, you you need something else. You need to be to, you know, get away from it's, it's cricket, cricket all the time. But then you need to be able to, mm. like, okay, okay, um, you know, every, all the athletes were at practice. This is our focus, and and we've got better at that. I honestly believe we've really, and and as COVID is has brought us together because we are in one place. We do all eat together all the time. Um, and, and, I, and I honestly believe it's been a real um, plus for us to, to be able to keep mm. playing cricket, you know, not just in, in New Zealand with the amount of games we've had, which has been great, but also being able to, you know, we were lucky enough to go to Australia and then England. And, and it's been a real, um, yeah, it, it's, it's really worked well for us. And, and I hope that, you know, that really um, holds, us, holds us well through this World Cup. It's uh, 19 past eight here on SENZ. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Uh, Bob Carter, the White Ferns coach with us. Bob, thanks very much for coming on the show. Really appreciate your time this close to the, the big tournament. And uh, we wish you all the best of luck. We'll be cheering you on. Of course, we've got all the live commentary right here on SENZ as yes. well. So best of luck to you and the girls. And, and, and hopefully they can get in the, the finale of uh, Married at First Sight as well. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much for, for the opportunity. And um, I'll, I'll keep you informed um, on, on that as well. And, uh, all the best today is. Hope it goes well, mate. Yes. Yes, thanks, Bobby. Appreciate it. You got our support, mate. Awesome. Yeah, what did you think? You can text us on double eight double three, or call us on the Kennards High phone line 0800 150 811 about uh, what Paul Carter had to say there about the White Ferns, their preparation for this World Cup, that huge win yesterday, and, and married at first sight as well, obviously key. Key in there. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Paulie Mawati up next. Yes, we're four minutes away from Kaza with the news. But before then, we're going to do a Paulie Mawati, the party starter, we update. It's time for your TAB live update. Bet live with your on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. And Paulie Mawati, good morning, Paulie. Yeah, morning. Is how are you? I'm good. Good. Hey, mate, quickly. Demar Derozan yep. was a bit like Elsa from Frozen. <laughs> Brick City. Oh, no. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel for Ricardo. Oh, oh. Explain. Explain. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're doing. You work for the TAB and, and you know that the only way you're going to keep your job is you falsely lead people into these, these weed punts because you're knowing, yeah, well, that, that DeMar DeRozan was... Always going to have a tough night, eh? Am I right? Have I figured you out? Fair dinkum. The way you guys punt, I don't need to lead you into anything. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair call. Fair call, Paulie. What do you got hey, for us, mate? Lead us even into when something else. Hey, even when Baz has got something, he doesn't tell you about it. Oh, gee, oh, defibrillator. No, oh, crikey. Oh, it's disgusting. He's not going to live that anyway, down, is he, Baz? We moved on. He's not we moved it down. on. All right. Well, well, what do you got? We've got we've got a bonus back promotion on the first two races at Hastings today. Now, race one starts yep. at two forty-two. Of course, it's Little Avondale Lowland Stakes Day. 
another chance for the three-year-old fillies to go around before Oaks Day, which is around well, three weeks away now, uh, two and a half weeks away. Favourite in the Lowland Stakes, that's race seven at Hastings. Uh, self-obsession, $2 into $1.90, has been well supported. Michael McNabb rides, Jamie Richards trains, enough said. Uh, the other one that they've come for, well, there's a couple that they've come for, but uh, one that has spruiked a wee bit of interest, uh, number six, Aspen, Colorado, 750 into 650. Uh, mm. And then a wee bit further down the page, I'm mm. uh, oh, sorry, uh, number two, Flash Mary, $18 into $15. So uh, a lot of support for the favourite self-obsession, $2 into $190. Um, and a bit of support for Aspen, Colorado and Flash Mary. But the two bonus back races, race one and race two, I can tell you, best backed in race one has been Brahma Sunset out of the Tony Pike barn. Cosi Asano rides today $5 into $4.50. And in race two, uh, best back there, uh, let's have a little bow peep. Number nine, Elite, $6 into $5. There you go, elite. I've tipped elite. I've tipped elite into Aspen, Colorado, but I can't claim it because Kevin's come on and he's tipped elite. It's had two starts for a six and a fourth, uh, ridden by Ryan Elliott. He's been going great guns as of late too. So it's a, uh, it's a good horse. It's uh, it's Sire Per Encanto and Damn Alchemy's Flight. So yep, I'll be following that one in for you, mate. And then hopefully, if it doesn't win, get some money back because that's what the TAB does. They help us. They support us. Always trying point. to help you. Thank that, you. That's right, is. <laughs> I, 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 I like it. Oh. Oh. oh, what's going on, oh, Paulie? Paulie, what's happened? But Terry made the tent. I think, hey, I think Ricardo, you, oh, Ricardo just put a dollar in sway on Aspen, Colorado. Are <laughs> 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 you sure oh, you're not, at, uh, you're not at, at the Beehive, are you? <laughs> I've got my sign up. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Oh, quality, Paulie. Quality, mate. Hey, go well. Uh, have a have a great day, mate. And uh, thanks for coming on again. Eh? Always good to chat. Yeah, we'll do. We'll, we'll talk again tomorrow morning. Indeed, we will. Promotions in play in hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. Here's Kaz with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thanks very much, uh, Karen. It is uh, 27 away from 9 here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. And uh, uh, some interesting news coming out of the UK, Izzy, that uh, Roman Abramovich, the owner of Chelsea Football Club, is for the first time considering selling the club. He wants about $1.5 billion for it. Apparently there are three potential bidders already lined up. Uh, this is in the wake of, of course, uh, sanctions against Russian oligarchs. Uh, the guy who owns Everton has already had assets frozen and been suspended from doing anything, and uh, the same has happened to Roman Abramovich. So it looks like he's going to get out, and he is going to sell the Chelsea Football Club. So uh, you know, I mean, if that multi comes in today at Hastings, you might be, you might be, you might be in. What do you think? The one point five billion, fifteen hundred million. Oh, some ridiculous amounts of money out there, mate. But um, huh. it's going to be yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it all unfolds. I know a lot of Russians around the around the world have got a lot of money and they have big influences on on major clubs. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out. 
Roman Abramovich is probably the one that everyone knows because of Chelsea's success over the years and uh, how much money he's got and uh, his, uh, his part of it. But um, no, nah, thanks for that wee update, mate. Appreciate it. Now it's time to announce our winner. Are you ready for this? Ah, nice, Joe. Wow, straight out of the archives. Good on you, bud. That is our time to give away our self-assured giveaway, giving someone a chance to be a part of the big day at Cambridge Raceway on April 14th. And we've picked our winner. And if he wins the the competition and self-assured wins, he's going to win 2,000 big ones because it's about 0.5% of a share is about 2K. How would that go? We've got Anton from Auckland. He is our winner. Good morning, Anton. Anton, congratulations, mate. You still haven't won. We've still got to announce the winner, but hey, you're in the draw. You could you well, could win. What would it what would you do with that two K if because South Shore's pretty much gonna win it. I'm already saying it's gonna win. What would you do with I'll that two K? Uh, <laughs> what was that? You're cutting out of it. What'd you say? I'd load up and go again on his next race. Two <laughs> <Yeah>. K <2K> on self-assured <laughs> like on every the nose. Good, like every good punter, eh? we just reload, keep going. Nah, awesome, yeah. man. Now, um, yeah, no, it'll be a good day. Hopefully, we um, we get a good day and we got a good chance with self-assured. I tell you that. But congratulations, uh, you are our winner for today's draw, and you go on to the draw to maybe potentially win that half share. But um, appreciate you coming on the show and thanks for your test message, brother. Oh, okay. Oh, mate, how good. Anton was stoked. (laughs) Anton from Auckland, he's up and back. Oh, he hasn't really won, so he's in the draw. And then later on, we'll announce the winner of the big draw. And then if you win the major one, then you will be stoked. you got a real realistic chance of winning that $2,000. So you won a chance to win. Self-assured. Yep, he's won a chance to win. All you need need now is the horse to win. (laughs) It's out of our control. (laughs) Self-assured. It's all up to you oh. and Mark Purden. Good chance, anyway. Good chance, mate. Hey, we've had a, a I, I don't know if you mentioned this earlier, but we had another text come in giving us a few tips on uh, on Hastings today. Have you have you seen that one about mm. uh, Mohawk Brave in race five? Yeah, yeah, we've, we've, we've tipped that one out, so I'm going to have a wee, wee dabble. Just a small one, Mike, just a small one. So he's gone Mohawk Brave to win race five. Uh, and then six sort of state last start, but before that gave them a goosey come around the bend and romped home. No time to jazz and race six to place. Lightweight. So there you go. Place, no time to jazz and race six, and Mohawk Braves to win race five. That is a multi. So that is from Mike. Thank you, Mike. Absolute champion. But we're going to talk some football. Football ferns, and uh, they have announced a two-match series leading into the co-hosting rights with Australian Matildas uh, in the Football World Cup. Coming up, we're going to chat to Tom Samani, former Football Ferns and Australian Matildas head coach, and he's just going to explain and, and give us a little bit of a lead-in uh, to what he expects in that series and what he saw from the Football Ferns when they played in the She Believes Cup. A lot of learnings from that performance when they got annihilated against uh, the United States. They are the current world champions, but they would have learnt a lot from that performance. So uh, we'll be back shortly with Tom Samani. House. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Baz is away, so Ricardo Bohr 
has been has has joined us this morning, and he'll do so till Friday. And then next week we got Louis and Tony Kemp on the show. Uh, we're 17 minutes away from nine, and before we get over to Smithy, I just have to apologise. I've been misleading with our comp. So the competition, we we pick a winner every single week. So Anton, you have a chance. If Self Assured wins, you get a five uh, a zero point five percent share in Self Assured and and the winnings, which potentially is two thousand. So we've picked three so far. So your three of you have got a chance. If Self Assured wins, you win a part of the winnings. We're going to do a uh, potentially about three or four more winners every Wednesday. So there you go. Make sure every Wednesday you tune in to that race, your name, and we are in the country, and you could be like Anton and be a part of the competition. Hell good. Giving you the chance. That's enough from me. Now throw it over to Rick to intro our next guest. Yeah, thank you, uh, Izzy. It is 16 away from 9. Uh, this is uh, Baz and Izzy for breakfast, the home of nearly correct information about everything. Um, <laughs> but, but joining us is a, is a man who knows what he's doing, and he has coached uh, both the Matildas and the Football Ferns, as well as some time in charge of uh, the US women's team as well. That is Tom Samani. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Ricardo, I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, good mate. Thanks for getting up bright and early. I know it's only twenty to uh, twenty to seven over there in in Sydney where you are at the moment, mate. But uh, what was your reaction to the news? Uh, finally, getting to see a a bit of a series between uh, the Trans Tasman rivals. Well, oh, absolutely delighted. You know, it's something that's uh, that's been missing for a while. Although, you know, we did play against uh, Australia in a, a little tournament in two thousand and nineteen, but before that, there had been very little, very few games between the teams and um, and in the past we used to play quite often so it's really good to actually see that connection come back again Hey it's great, I mean we've got that connection in a lot of sports where we play Australia regularly uh, and, but it doesn't seem to happen in football, we'd love to see uh, more of that, now, do you think they, they, there, there is room in the international calendar to make this a regular occurrence? Uh, there, there should be, you know I think the challenge that we have with our football is that uh, these days because of the global uh, aspect our game is that most of the players are actually playing overseas, so it's a long journey for for the actual players themselves. But um, as I say, I think you know this could be hopefully the start of perhaps you know, an annual event between the two teams, and not just it's not just happening at senior level, but uh, there's also a, a games going on at the under twenty level as well, and I think that's important too because it's it's really important that you know we're, we're kind of a bit isolated down here, so we really need to have a greater connection between the two countries and the foot, which will help both of us football wise now you've uh, you've been watching of course uh, the way that the ferns have been developing what a, a world cup coming up in this part of the world uh, not too far away co-hosted by australia and new zealand uh, what do you make of the way that the football ferns are uh, are progressing their game under uh, yitkick and clover i think they're doing very well i mean it was a good thing to get rid of that clown who was in charge beforehand um so they <laughs> and get somebody in that knows what they're doing. Um, no, I, I think Jake is doing a, a great job. She's a, you know, she's a not only is she a fantastic coach, but she's a great manager of players, and she's, um, I think, got a great um, personality to manage the ferns. And uh, you know, and I've watched quite a few of the games she's taken over, and I think I think they're um, looking promising for the World Cup. And I think the thing that she's been able to do is start to look at some of the players that are coming through, so some of the younger players that are trying to break into the team. And I think that's really, really important to 
for the development of the squad and to continue to strengthen the squad. Hey Tom, it's uh, Izzy here. Great to have you on the show. Um, quickly, just you've coached the United States for a year, and they are, you know, the, the world champions for a reason. Uh, how do we, how do we gain get progress to to maybe potentially be a world leading uh, football football team? I know it's tough because most of our squad are, are situated around the country, around the world, so it's hard to bring the squad together. But how do we make gains to potentially potentially be close to? to US, because let's be honest, they absolutely but, trounced us in that last game. The, the, the US is a difficult benchmark because they've got so many things going for us that, that it's difficult, not just for New Zealand, but for most of the most of the countries in the world. Uh, but I think the key mm. thing that New Zealand has to do is that we, we have to do what is the best way to develop the talent that we've got in the country. So I think it, it's a balance, and it's not just focusing on the, the football firms. I think the key thing um, for New Zealand and Australia is, is how they're actually going to develop the younger talent that's in the country and to put good programmes in place that are going to produce players. And I think that's the key thing. And I think one of the great steps that, that New Zealand's taken now is having Wellington Phoenix in the W League. That, that's a, you know, those kind of things. So putting processes in place that are going to produce players. And then at the top end, it, it then becomes a lot easier at the top end because there are opportunities to play professionally when you become that senior player. But as I say, I think the key thing now is the development. Yeah, and that's what we're seeing at the moment, Tom. I mean, you know, the, the Football Ferns Development Programme that has been in place for a while was run by Gemma Lewis, who's now coaching that, that Phoenix women's team. It, it feels like a natural progression for not just her, but for the players as well, going from, you know, the Football Ferns Development into that Phoenix environment, and then that, again, is a stepping stone to get to Europe or get to the US as club players. Exactly. And, you know, Phoenix won. I was at the Phoenix game last night. They beat Sydney Wanderers 3-2. And, and I've watched the mm. Phoenix throughout this season in the W League and, and the development and growth in those players has been incredible, you know, and that's just because they've had an opportunity for the last three or four months to be full-time professional players and to be in a competitive environment. So, so those are the, the sort of some of the blocks that need to be put in place. Underneath that, you need to start to have programmes being put in place and, you know, Christchurch, uh, uh, Dunedin, etc., etc., in the elite development side. So when you talk about, you know, develop, and as you know, that's been, you know, being an all-black <laughs> superstar, is that you need those development processes in place to keep producing the young mm. players coming through. So if you could do that, then it's a lot mm. easier when you start to get to the top end. Mm, totally, totally agree. The only question is, well, a lot of this costs a lot of money. And, and the funding is a big uh, barrier. Uh, and I don't know if, if football uh, New Zealand has a ton of money, but that is no, probably the no. biggest barrier that we have to no. overcome as a football team and nation, isn't it? 100%. Elite development costs money. That, that's a reality. Mm. That's a reality in any sport. Is that elite development is, is, is something where you have to put in resources. Um, and and that, that's a challenge for countries like New Zealand who are, you know, are, a small country population-wise who have multiple sports and, um, and, and they're kind of spread out. So you've got a whole range of factors that are challenging. And so the key thing for countries like New Zealand are to come up, to, are coming up with innovative ways that are going to try and mm. bridge that gap. But I think New Zealand do it you know, unbelievably in a lot of sports. I mean, New Zealand punches above its weight. 
in so many sporting mm. areas. It's just incredible. Uh, Tommy, we, we do have that World Cup not too far away, and of course we've um, we we had that She Believes Cup recently, and it made headlines for uh, a couple of reasons that they probably don't want to remember, particularly <laughs> Michaela Moore with her with her hat trick mm. of own goals. I mean, you're a, you're yeah. an experienced coach that's been there, done that. I mean, how do you handle a player uh, that has been in that position and has had that happen to them? That that that's a tough one. I mean, I think I think eventually you've got to downplay it. You know, I'd, I'd personally I'd probably try and downplay it by once, once she gets over the disappointment by bringing a little bit of humour in and sort of saying things, it's not often somebody scores three goals against the US team or in a game against the US. Unfortunately, <laughs> they're on the wrong end. But uh, so I think you know, it's one of the things. You're an elite sports person. Things go wrong at times. Kayla is a great competitor. She's a great professional, and and it's some of these things that you just then need to come in and, and overcome. And uh, and and she'll do that, as I say. And, and in time, it will probably become something that will, um, you know, as I say, when when this, the hut disappears, it will be something that will probably create a little bit of, a little bit of humour around the squad. Yeah, they maybe maybe presented with the match ball. Maybe do that. Maybe do that. Exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't know. See, <laughs> perfect. And the perfect hat trick as well. Exactly, exactly. Hey, Tom Samani, thanks very much for coming on, mate. And I know you're up bright and early in Sydney, so uh, I hope you got a coffee on the brew. I uh, really appreciate your time, mate. It'd go well, and we'll talk to you again soon, eh? No, I really Tom. appreciate the call, and I'm looking forward to the game. Thanks, Izzy. Thanks, Ricardo. Cheers. Yeah, Tom Samani, former football yeah. ferns, Matildas, and uh, US national team coach, very experienced coach, and uh, we'll be talking to him again before that World Cup as well. You're on Baz and Izzy for breakfast here on SENZ. It is eight away from nine.